What's up, beautiful people? It's me, Ricky Jones Jr. Back again for another reading with Ricky. And if you are watching on YouTube, you see I have a new hair too, a new hairstyle. Thanks to my wife. Shouts out to her for recommending me to get this style. You can watch it on our family channel of like the process of me getting my hair done and all that for the very first time. I'm very proud of it, like going to the hair salon, getting my hair washed, blow dried out, straightened. Like it was a whole shebang. It was a movie. But like I said, it's on our family channel, the Jones family channel. And you'll see me with my hair do and uh, the whole process of that. But nonetheless, we are here to do another reading. And for those that have been following and tracking us along the way, we are now in Luke chapter two. And what we do is read for seven minutes. Right. I read. I talk about what it is that we're reading and then I pray to make sure what is read is sealed so that whenever we need to be reminded of what the word has said, we have it within us and thankful to the power of the Holy Spirit. He will reveal those things to us that the father has already shared. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get this bad boy started. So Luke chapter two, it speaks of the birth of Jesus. Y'all, Jesus is coming to the scene now already in Luke chapter two. So it says at that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman empire. This was the first census taken when Quinarius was governor of Syria. All returned to their ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancee, who was now obviously pregnant. And just for those that don't know, I am reading from the New Living Translation. However, Luke chapter two opens, opens up with the understanding that and why Mary and Joseph traveled back to Bethlehem, right? So for those that have come across the Bible or come across messages, they have the information and knowledge that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. However, not so many people know why Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And here in Luke chapter two, it lets us know that there was a census being done for the people. And in order for the census to be accurate, the emperor, the Roman emperor wanted the people to go back to their ancestral town, ancestral tribe, ancestral land so that they could be accounted for there. And so since Joseph was upon the lineage of David, he had to go back to Bethlehem from Nazareth. And so, you know, that's all necessary because it's going to play out later when Jesus started doing all his works, right, which we're going to read about in Luke, the, the gospel of Luke. Jesus was like, whoa, I can't even get no respect in my hometown, which he happened to be in Nazareth at that time. And so, you know, somebody like, wait, I thought he was born in Bethlehem. Well, here's the reason why. OK, which we just read. But nonetheless, and then this one, it gets fun, right? This is this is when it gets specific. And I love the Bible for this particular reason. Right. So tap in, tune in for this part right here. And it says, and while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. OK, I put the emphasis on her for a reason. And then it says she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in snugly. Uh, she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Why did you put the emphasis on her? Why? Because it wasn't Joseph's baby. Though Joseph was the fiance of Mary, the birth of Jesus came about through the Holy Spirit or the Spirit coming upon Mary 
and she then giving birth to Jesus in her womb and then her baby right here on earth it was her baby it wasn't their baby it was her baby right knowing that we know Mary was the biological mother of Jesus and God being the father of Jesus right and so it's just cool how to me how the Bible just lays it out plain and simple for those that want to hear receive and go with it however you know, you can just skip over that if you're just trying to accomplish reading the Bible without understanding what is being read. And then at the end of it, of verse seven, it says there was no lodging available for them, which is why Jesus was born in the manger. And, you know, growing up, all I knew was just like Jesus was born in a manger because there was no room for him. And I thought it was like spiritual for the fact that there was no room for him. Just like, oh, my gosh, he was going to be born amongst the animals. Like it was just divine. No, it was the situation. The situation was there was a census being called and people came from all over. And I guess Mary and Joseph was just on the latter end of it because Mary was pregnant, right? It was traveling, not in a Mustang, not in a Range Rover, not in a BMW, but probably by foot and donkey. And so with Mary being pregnant, it just delayed their arrival to Bethlehem. And so because of the delay, delay, not denial, uh, delay of them getting there, there was no room. There was no lodging for them to be able to have a hotel room, motel room, or, you know, the proper accommodations. However, they had to be amongst the animals. That's why. Okay. And so once Jesus was born, Mary, his mother, wrapped him in snuggly strips of cloth, right? And laid him in a manger. And so verse eight, it says the that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, which is so cool because in Luke chapter one, we read of accounts of angels coming to Mary as well as to Elizabeth and in them, the angels coming around them, they were initially afraid. However, the angel said to them what he's also saying to these shepherds, don't be afraid, which is so cool. It's just another reminder of God's desire for us not to walk about afraid, not to live afraid, not to be afraid about anything, but to be assured about everything. And in Timothy, see, I'm getting ahead of myself. It lets us know God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. And so we are reassured of that truth, even in the midst of these stories and things that are being read in the, in the Bible. So just remember, don't be afraid when the opportunity comes for fear to rise or for the bright circumstance to be afraid, right? There's an angel that's appearing right before you in the midst of your normalcy, right? Shepherds are just used to just being about with the animals, being about the land. However, there's an angel there. In the midst of what's new, the angel's like, don't be afraid. Let's just be reassured, right? And he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. What's the great news? The Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. So the angel appeared to these shepherds. Why? God knows, right? And we're going to get to it in the next one because of the time right now. However, God appeared to these specific shepherds, letting them know that the Lord, the Messiah has been born. But not only was that 
reveal. However, it was awareness of how you would know the Messiah would be born. How? Because there will be a baby wrapped up in cloths, lying in a manger. So the angel let the shepherds know specifically the Messiah was going to be born. How did you know? How do you recognize him? And this is the good news, the good news that the Lord, the Messiah has been born. So ladies and gentlemen, what we can conclude from what's been read thus far is that, hey, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid no matter what comes your way, no matter what opposition or obstacles or things look like in your life or in your way. Don't be afraid. God has good news, right? The angel had good news for the shepherd and God always has good news in the midst of whatever you are going through. So I'm gonna go ahead and seal this with a prayer by saying, I thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you for the opportunity that we've had to read your word, Lord God, even a snippet of your word, just a few verses, Lord God, are so impactful to us and for us and beneficial as we go about our ways, our days and our lives, Lord God. I thank you that you have put us here for a specific purpose. You have a destiny for us. And I thank you, Lord God, that we will fulfill it Lord God, and I thank you that you are always there with us. Therefore, we should not be afraid because greater is he that's on the inside of us than he that's in the world. And we lay hold, we we yield, we just lay restful to you, knowing that you are for us, you are with us, and therefore nothing can stand against us. And we love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, my friends, my people, my family. I appreciate you all for rocking with me today. And as y'all know, I'll be here the next four days of this week, okay? And so we're going to continue with Luke chapter 2. We'll pick up at verse 13 on tomorrow, and I will see you there. Peace! What's up, beautiful people, to another episode of Reading with Ricky. It's me, Ricky Jones Jr., back again for another Bible reading. And for those that don't know, we do these bad boys each and every day, Monday through Friday, taking seven minutes of reading in the word. And from there, there's some commentary in between. And we seal things off with prayer because I believe that prayer helps to seal what was read. And we can extract some of the beauties of what we did read and experience during our time together. And for those that don't know, we are reading in Luke. We are in Luke chapter two. And this one's going to start off with verse 13 and feel free to go back to the previous episodes where like last week we read chapter one and uh you know we just jumped it right in so in luke chapter 2 verse 13 it says suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others the armies of heaven praising and saying glory to god in highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom god is pleased Peace on earth to whom God is pleased. So again, this was talking about the angel that appeared to the shepherds, letting the shepherds know that the Messiah was born. And amongst the angel, there were other angels, right? That the armies of heaven, as it says, but more than anything, what they had to say was glory to God, right? Always giving glory to God, always giving glory to God first. But then from there, it says, and peace on earth to whom God is pleased. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you are a part of the body of Christ, if you are a kingdom citizen, if you have believed on Jesus and in Jesus as your personal savior, you are amongst those whom God is pleased with. God is pleased with and beyond God is pleased with. There is peace on earth for you. Just soak in that, just soak in the knowledge that God is pleased with you, no matter what you have done, no matter 
the thoughts that you've had, the things that you may be planning to do, the things that you might have done yesterday that nobody knew about, the things that you might have done last night that you couldn't fathom somebody finding out God is still pleased with you at the end of the day. And there is peace on earth for you because of God being pleased with you. And then in verse 15, it says, and the angels have returned to heaven. They say what they had to say and they return back to where the glory was because the glory is there in heaven where the kingdom of heaven is, where God is. And so I love it. The shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So I love this for the shepherds because it's an example to us. As we hear what God has for us to know, we should then not be fearful. We should, as the angel said, we shouldn't be fearful. We should rejoice. We should give glory to God. But then we should go see about whatever it is God has shared with us about. It could be a dream. It could be an aspiration. It could be a business idea. It could be making a move. But whatever God has shared with you to do, you should go about your father's business. All right. And then in verse 16, it says they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. And so that's beautiful in itself, right? Because not only did the shepherds receive the word and go to see about what the word was, but then they went to go share what all they had heard. What did they hear? They heard that the Messiah the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem and they went to go see the Messiah, the Lord Jesus lying in the manger. And not only when they saw him, but they went to go tell people, which is why I believe the angel went to these shepherds, right? Because shepherds, I'm sure probably had some like some clout or some, you know, some status amongst the people because they had the animals, right? And the animals were part of the food source and, you know, the clothing source that they had sheep. And the list goes on, right? So these shepherds not only did what the angel said to do, which is go see, but then they went to go share with others. Friends, what are you sharing with others that the Lord has said with you? What are you sharing with others that the Lord has done for you? What are you sharing with others that God has shown you? I challenge you to start sharing, start sharing, start sharing, start sharing. And I believe that as this is a truth that I truly believe. I believe that as you start sharing the goodness of God that you've experienced, that you've received, that you've seen, as you continue to share with others, God will allow for you to see more. God will allow for you to see more goodness. God will allow you to see more grace, more mercy, so that you can continue to be a witness of who he is. Because there's witnesses for all, all kinds of things, right? You can turn on the news. You can turn on social media. You can turn on YouTube. You can listen to another podcast and you'll hear all kind of other news. However, where is the news that is testifying of the goodness of God here in the land of the living? Let me know. And uh, more than anything, you should be one of the ones that are the news anchors for the truth. How about that? News anchors for the truth. Mm, stamp that on your back. And then it goes on to say, where was I? I'm in verse uh, 19. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them all. The I think that is so motherly like, right? Mothers just remember things. They keep things and they remember things. And what did Mary remember? Mary remember what the shepherds had said. Mary remember that the shepherds said with her and Joseph that an angel appeared to us. A cloud of angels appeared to us singing glory 
to God and all these things. And I found the baby, the baby that the angel talked to me about. And so Mary retained this information. And it's it's so graceful because moms do such beautiful things as that. Shouts out to the moms out there in this world and listening. Then it says the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. How beautiful it is that when you hear a word from God, when you hear a message from God, when you receive a truth from God and you go about it, it's able to pan out, it's able to manifest, it's able to be just as God shared with you, just as the Holy Spirit shares with you, just as the angel shared with you, just as it may be prophesied to you. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Verse 21, start talking about Jesus as he, you know, starts mature. It says eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel, even before he was conceived. And then it was time for. So not to skip over that part. We read last week in Luke chapter one of when the angel came to Mary, letting her know that she was chosen. Favor has found her. She was chosen. Grace be upon her. And with this baby that she was going to conceive miraculously, she was to name him. Jesus. So that was what this was. This scripture was referencing to. And then it goes on to say, in my conclusion, then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The Lord, the law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. Lastly, they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mary and Joseph did what they were supposed to do as Mary conceived her firstborn son. They did as the law required for them to do because they were still under the law and they were following the traditions of the law and being of the tribe of David, right? And so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful of the many things that we can extract from what we did read today is the fact that peace on earth, peace do we have, peace on earth we have each and every day because uh, God is pleased with us. God is pleased with us. Therefore, peace is what we have. We're to give glory to God. And as God shares things with us, we should go about our father's business to receive, lay hold of, or put action to what God has said. But then we should share with others of the goodness of God. We should be news anchors for the kingdom. How about that? Start testifying on Tuesday. Start glorifying every day. But more than anything, start sharing with others how good God has been to you each and every day in your life. So I thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you for the opportunity that we have to read your word. I thank you, Lord God, that your word continues to speak, even though it was written many, 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 many centuries ago. I thank you, Father God, that your word still speaks. Holy Spirit, contains the truth holy spirit within each and every one of us i thank you that you remind us of what the word has said even beyond this moment and i thank you that as the time comes about that we will be vocal about how good you have been in our lives about the witness that we have of you and how good you are here in the land of the living and i thank you that as we testify to others god you'll be glorified but it'll draw others unto you and within the kingdom as well I thank you, Lord God, and I love you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray everybody say amen. Well, I thank you all again for joining us. 
as we do our readings with Ricky. You can subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done so or follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And so, you know, you could take me as you ride to work or ride home for work or taking the kids to school. A little quick 10, 15 minutes to uh, do the body good and do the mind well. And so with that being said, I love you all. And I will see you on tomorrow as we pick up with verse 25, which happens to be the prophecy of Simeon. Until then, peace. All right. So we are about to start again, ladies and gentlemen. Let me reset this.